Hello, Help Club for Moms. My name is Deb, and I am so excited to be here with you guys today to talk with you about how to build a close family. This is part two of the video and podcast that we did last week, which was called How to Build a Close Family. And we decided to split it up into two videos because there was a lot of content. Last week was uh, more undergirding content, things that uh, come from your heart, different ways to have a close family, the way that you think about your family. Uh, the, it really directs the way that you think about your family and the way that you think about your life really, really directs your life. And guys, I'm telling you, it is so important that we think about what we're thinking about. And so that was on last uh, video that we had last time. And this time we're going to talk about some practical tips and practical ideas on how to have a close family. And as you're coming on, I would love for you guys to say either a prayer request or what do you love about your family? You know, guys, I think that uh, we need to be talking more about what we love about our families. I think we need to be shouting that from the rooftops instead of always talking about the things about our children or our husbands that drive us crazy. I think that it's much more productive to really be focusing on the good things about our family, knowing that no family will ever be perfect, but your family is great because God is with you. He's in your family. And hello there. Hi, Ali. I'm so glad to, to see you today. And uh, Ali says, I love that we have open communication in our family. And I love that, Ali. And you know what that tells me is that you have cultivated that. See, we're going to talk about that today. We, we are the wise women. You know, all of Help Club for Moms is based on Proverbs 14.1, the first part of the verse that says, the wise woman builds her house. And Ali, you are a wise woman who has decided that you are going to foster open communication in your family. And that takes intentionality. Uh, when things are going hard, when you're mad at your kids and you don't really want to listen, you know, oh, we have... Uh, a value in our family of open communication. So way to go. So we're going to talk about that being intentional today in the way that you think about your family. And then, uh, yes, thank you. And so anybody else has a prayer request or what you love about your family? And while we're waiting for everyone to come on, I'm going to talk to you about some announcements that we have. And uh, we have so much coming up in Help Club that I can't tell you about just yet. But uh, but just know that there's a lot of goodness coming your way in 2023. Our team, it, it is amazing the things that God is working on with us for you. We are committed to helping moms raise up the next generation for Jesus. We are committed to helping moms have the best Christian life that they can with their marriage, with their children, uh, and to have a home that will never be perfect, right? My home was never perfect. Your home will never be perfect. Your most famous Instagrammer out there that looks perfect, I can guarantee you their home is not perfect either. But what we want is a home where we followed God and where we did what he told us to do. And hi, Amber, thanks for being here. And uh, we want a home that we can look back on when you're my age, I'm 57. And I can look back on my home and I can say, you know what? It wasn't perfect, right? But it was amazing. It was so fun. Our kids are so close and no, they're not, they don't have a perfectly close relationship, but they are close. You know, they are, their hearts are knitted together, right? No one's your kids. I mean, if, if you have children that are like best friends already, that is amazing. 
but it is hard to cultivate that, but you can cultivate a close friendship between siblings. You can cultivate a close family. And remember what I said last time, there is no way to be a perfect mom, but there are a million ways to be a great mom. Okay. Say it with me. Say it with me. There are no ways. There's no way to be a perfect mom, but there are thousands, even millions of ways to be a great mom. Okay. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. But what we're going to talk about today is what my, what God taught me and my husband about just some tips that he gave us about how to have a close family. And, you know, my children will say that they were absolutely super duper best friends growing up. They played together all the time. They loved each other. They got on each other's nerves. They fussed, they fought, they, they fought over toys, you know, all the stuff that your kids do, my kids did. And, uh, but now they love each other. They respect each other. Uh, we get together regularly with our children and uh, it's a gift. It is a Christian home is a gift. And uh, like I said, last time, no matter what your home looks like now, your home can always get better. Remember that from last time. If you did not listen to part one, please go back and listen to it because I need you to know that no matter what your home looks like, it can always get better. God is in the business of making beauty from ashes. He is in the business of making things better and working all things out for the good of those who love him. And he will work all things out in your family. No family is too far gone. No children's relationships are too far gone. No marriage is too far gone. God will help you. Okay. So go back and watch that video. It's on our podcast. And I want to say hello to our Help Club for Moms podcast listeners. We are streaming in three places. We are streaming on YouTube, uh, we are streaming in the Help Club for Moms Facebook page, and we're streaming in the Help Club for Moms online group. And then later on today, in, in about an hour, uh, this podcast becomes gets created on the podcast. So hello to our podcast listeners. Hello to our YouTube watchers. Hello to you amazing 8,000 women in the online group. And hello to our 7,800, no, 6,800 followers on Facebook. So thank you. Thank you. All of you guys that follow us on social media. We love you. I consider you my daughters. You know, God has called me to uh, be a second mom to our, to our moms. And so I've been actually praying and asking him to show me how to be a second mom to all of our women. And I just want you to know that I love you. Our team loves you. We pray for you. We're having a prayer team meeting today. We will be praying for you today. We pray for your marriages. We pray for your children. We pray for your health. Uh, we pray for your heart. And so just know that you are well cared for here at Help Club. And we are honored and so thankful that you are here. So thank you, Allegra. Good to see you. Oh, thank you. I got my hair bl uh, blown out. For my hairdresser. So my hair is super curly, but man, do I love it when it's blown out straight, but I could never do this in a million years. It takes my hairdresser because my hair is so coarse and so curly. I'm Irish and American Indian, and it just takes her forever to do it. And so my Irish curls and my American Indian, um, you know, coarseness of my hair is crazy for my hairdresser, but I got it done. I think it looks pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, okay. And Amber, thank you. And the help club team, this abide study is changing my life. Praise God. That makes me so happy. I'm going to tell the prayer team today. And that helps, helps me to, uh, to remember to tell you guys that this is the book that we are going through right now. It's called The Wise Woman Abides. It's not too late. This book will take us all the way through New Year's. Our books go a long time. They're very thick. 
And this is what we're going through. And this week, we start our next two-week topic on worship. And guys, worship will change your life. I have a Bible study that uh, I wrote that's coming out on Thursday about how to have, it's called The Doorway to a Changed Life. It will be on the podcast this Thursday. It's on our website, our Facebook page, all of our social media channels. Today, Ray Ellen Sanders wrote a beautiful one featuring Jehoshaphat, King Jehoshaphat, and how worship fights our battles. Guys, we are talking about worship at Help Club. And so if you want to join our Bible study at the book, it's called The Wise Woman Abides, and it's on Amazon for $13.99. Okay, and then you can just join us. And be sure, guys, please be sure to subscribe at our website. Um, <laughs> it's gotten a little crazy with uh, social media, trying to get our posts out there on social media. It's not as easy as it used to be. And so if you want to keep up with Help Club, if you don't want to miss a printable, if you don't want to miss a podcast, special thing, all the things that we do, go to helpclubformoms.com and subscribe because you will miss it because there's no way we would have, you know, the thousands of dollars to pay for advertising. And so we don't, we don't pay thousands of dollars. We put $1 a day, if you can believe it, a dollar a day on our posts and our videos, we do just like $4. I know I'm telling you like details, but this is this, like, if you have a volunteer ministry and you know, you're just like, wow, I don't even know how to get our content out to our followers. And that's just the way it is. Like it is, if you don't spend thousands of dollars, then it's hard to get it out there. So if you want to, to see all of our content, follow us at Help Club, sign up for our live videos, notifications, and subscribe to our website. It really is the only way that you will get everything that we, that we feature and, uh, and pray for us too, because we're trying to navigate all this new stuff that's, that's happening. Um, and, uh, that it has affected, uh, Christian ministries. And so we are navigating it and we are praying and asking God for new ideas. So pray for us. And uh, I'm going to start us off in prayer. Ellen Amber says, I need this after a rough night last night with my teens. I'm feeling like I'm losing their hearts and the enemy is taunting me and telling me that I've wasted all these years at home with them. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to tell you something, Amber. That is so good that you brought that up. Okay. Before I pray, what Amber just said was the enemy is telling me that my work at home doesn't matter that my mothering, basically that your mothering doesn't matter. And I'm telling you guys, that is a lie. And he tells it to so many people. He, I know so many people that are my age that maybe their kids don't follow God. And they're like, well, I'm a terrible mom. I wasted all those years at home. I shouldn't have been home with my kids. It didn't work. That is a lie from the enemy. You need to tell any older woman that you know that feels defeated and feels like it didn't matter for her trying to be a good Christian mom. You be sure to tell her that that is a lie from the enemy because he's trying to discourage her. Because when we're discouraged, we don't, our faith is not strong. We have to remember, just like God gave us free will, our children have free will. But God works all things together for those who love him, right? And they're called according to his purpose. You guys, he's going to work it out for your kids. Never, ever, 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 ever give up. You only lose when you give up. You only lose when you stop praying. When you give up and you stop praying, that's when you lose. And I'm so glad that you recognize that, Amber, that that is the enemy telling you that your work doesn't matter because guys, he hates it. So that's another thing, right? Like, like I feel like we're a little... Um, I don't want to use the word, but uh, we are because I of uh, you know everything happening. Uh, we we have trouble getting our posts out there because we talk about um, scripture, we talk about the Lord, and because the enemy hates it. And so, uh, Amber, I'm so glad you're here, and everyone that has ever heard 
you're a bad mom. Your mothering doesn't matter. Your prayers don't matter. God's not going to answer your prayers. All of those things, guys, they're lies from the enemy. So let's pray right now that we will all tune our hearts to God and hear his words of life and hear from him today. Jesus, thank you for every single person who is listening to the podcast, watching the video. Lord, we just want to honor you today in this time. And Lord, we want to ask if you could get this video out there to whoever needs to see it or the podcast to whoever needs to listen. Because Lord, we know that your word says the enemy prowls around like a lion looking for someone to devour. But the word also says, resist him and he will flee from us. And so Lord, we resist him with our armor on, our helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, sword of the spirit, belt of truth, and boots of peace. Lord, guard us from the enemy. Guard our families from the enemy. Help us to have third heaven solutions, Lord, to our problems, even as we're listening today, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and give us heavenly solutions for these earthly problems that we're going through. God, we want your wisdom, not man's wisdom, not my wisdom. We want your wisdom. So whatever that you want us to talk about today, I pray that you would say it and that your Holy Spirit would speak. Come Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Before we get started, could you guys please um, share the video with your friends on Facebook? Do you know how many emails that we have gotten from people? I don't even know how many that say, I just found it on Facebook. I had no idea that, uh, that this kind of help existed. And so if you could share the video, share the podcast with a friend, share the video with a friend, that would be amazing. Okay. So now I want to tell you guys something. Uh, Oh, before I forget, as we're going through the Wise Woman Abides book, I forgot to tell you this. Don't forget that on our podcast, we have teaching sessions. So there's teaching sessions that you can listen to that will take you through the topic. So so last week we read about obedience, right, Uh, for two weeks. And then our, our podcast on obedience came out. And so you want to make sure that you listen on the podcast for the teaching sessions. They're also on YouTube. They're also on Facebook. They're also in the online group. And please join the Help Clever Moms online group because that's a fantastic group of women. And we pray for each other. And it's it's so good. You guys, you don't want to miss that. Okay. So um, what kind of family do you want to build? Being intentional about how you think about your home And sit with God and ask him about your home. So I remember sitting with God on Sundays and I do love taking Sabbaths because the Sabbath forces me to think differently about my day. The Sabbath, uh, I don't want to do work. Uh, Sometimes I'll do like a little something or send a text or do something Uh, But majority of the time, I don't do a lot of work on Sundays because I like to sit with God and I like to ask him questions and I like to read my Bible in the afternoons. And I I like to plan my week. And as I used to plan my week when my children were growing up, I would ask God, what does he want me to do during the week? And there were so many times that I would sit down and I would say, God, how do you want my family to look? And I think that that is the first thing for me to tell you is Could you spend some time, maybe get a babysitter or do it on a Saturday or maybe do it during nap time, but sit down and ask God, God, um, how, what do you want my family to look like? What kind of activities should we be doing? How do you want our dinners to look? 
What would cultivate close relationships with our children? What would make my marriage better? What are some things I could do to make my marriage better? Um, let me see some other questions that I asked the Lord. Um, I would say, is there anything I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing? You know, the Bible says fathers do not, and it also applies to mothers, fathers do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. And you can ask God, God, is there anything I'm doing to embitter my children? And you don't always get answers right away. I think it just is, it works so well if you just write them down and then just start writing what comes to your mind, write it in your journal. And a good note is it will never go against scripture. A word from the Lord will never go against scripture. And so just start writing down what he tells you. Just start writing down phrases, writing down words, and just write it down. And then I would print off. This is what I used to do every week. At helpclubformoms.com, we have, this doesn't look that great because it's printed, but it's really pretty on the website. And it's our weekly plan sheet. And what I used to do is I used to um, plan my week every Sunday or Saturday, whenever I had time. And the weekly plan sheet is just something very simple that you can um, uh, plan your week, plan your time with your kids, plan time with your husband, plan your meals. I know that we all love having our stuff on our phones, but I think it's really good to have things on paper and put it on your refrigerator so you can see it so you don't forget about it. So like God's been speaking to me about sitting down with him and having a regular appointment with him. And uh, it's really cool. I spend time with the Lord every day. I, I read my Bible. I love it. I couldn't exist without reading my Bible and worshiping God. And um, seriously, it is like life-changing when you read your Bible and you worship God. But uh, he's also talked to me about having an appointment with him to talk about Help Club. And it's been so amazing because I will sit down and I will say, God, what do you think about Help Club? What do you want us to do differently in Help Club? Are there any content or anything that you want us to do? And when I sit down with him in these appointments, I I write it down and I get the best ideas. And I feel like it's the same with you guys, with your home. God wants you to sit down with him and say, God, what do you want my home to look like? What do you want our dinner time to look like? What do you want our home? All those questions that I asked earlier. Write them down in your journal or ask God for different questions, but sit and have some time to think intentionally about your family. And hi, Stacy, I love that. She says, I'm going to ask for prayer for myself to lean into the Holy Spirit for help not to be a quarrelsome wife and to be a gentle and quiet spirit. I love that. That's so good. Okay, I will pray that at the end. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about this. So with your family, a big thing that I think is helpful is to pray for God to enlarge the hearts of your family members with love and trust and joy and that God would make it to where your family would want to be close. God can do anything. And so asking God to enlarge your children's hearts with love for each other, love for you, like what you were talking about, Amber, when my children were growing up, yes, you have those times when they are just, they have those attitudes, but I would, I would be, I would, um, I would also say to myself and I would ask God, God, thank you that my children, that, uh, that their hearts are close to me. That's what I would say. That would be a good prayer for you. Thank you, God, that my children's hearts are close to me. And you know what I used to pray and ask God, I would ask him, Lord, show me how to talk to my children and my husband in a way that draws them closer to me. That's a huge deal. 
And so your prayers, they move heaven and achieve unusual results. I'm telling you guys, they move heaven and achieve unusual results. So don't stop praying. Um, So I'm going to give you some tips really quick. But um, oh, before I do, I want to say one more thing to speak life over your family. The Bible says in Proverbs 1821, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. You want to have good fruit come out of your mouth. And none of us are ever perfect. We all say things that we wish we wouldn't have said. Oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) oh man, I still do it. And I'm just like, really? I am 57. Why do I still say stupid things? (laughs) And uh, anyway, but yeah. Uh, But it's just our human condition, right? I'm just always trying to get better with the Lord. I always try to ask the Lord to help me. And uh, I do say stupid things and things that I wish I wouldn't have said. But I always ask God, God, help me to change, help me to do better and help me to have a tongue that speaks life. And so make sure that you are asking God to have your tongue speak life over your family. And speaking life is like I love our family. Do you, and by the way, I have a, I have an alarm or not an alarm. I have a reminder that goes off every day. I think it's at noon and it says, thank you, God, that my family is supernaturally close. Thank you, God, that my family is supernaturally close. And that's my, my little reminder at noon. That's what comes on to my cell phone. And I see it and I go, yeah, thank you, God, that my family is supernaturally close. I don't always notice it because I have a lot of other things coming in, but I see it several times a week and it reminds me to pray. And so speak life over your family. Thank you, God, that I have a great marriage. Thank you, God, that my marriage is getting better. Thank you, God, that we are learning how to be close to each other. Thank you, God, that you are teaching things, teaching us things. Thank you, God, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Lord, that my kids love each other. Thank you, Lord, just like that scripture, how good it is when brothers and sisters sisters dwell together in perfect unity. Thank you, God, that my children dwell together in perfect unity. Guys, speaking life over your family, speaking life to your children, speaking life to your husband and saying things like, I am really thankful for you. You know, me and my husband. My husband's really sweet, but he started praying this prayer uh, early on in our marriage. And I was like, and I think it was after we had our first child, because I was like, when I was pregnant, I was almost 200 pounds. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I was on bed rest. And before that, I was used to exercising a lot. And so anyway, I was on bed rest. And so I really blew up like a balloon. And uh, my husband, God love him, he would pray and I think it was about this time that he started praying or maybe after the baby was born, but he started praying that he would always see me as the most beautiful woman on the face of the earth. And I was like, do you have to ask God for help for that? And he's like, no, he goes, I just never want that to be a thing that I look at other women. And so I kind of had to get over the fact that I was like, well, that's kind of weird to pray over whether or not you think that I'm, you know, that I would be the prettiest woman on the earth. But I actually see the the wisdom in praying something like that. Like, because my husband tells me I'm beautiful all the time and he does it whenever I don't look that great. He does it whenever I don't feel that great about myself. He still tells me I'm beautiful. And, uh, and you can't control whether or not your husband tells you you're beautiful, but you can control what you say about your husband. And so I do 
try to tell my husband as much as possible how much I love him and I appreciate him. And he's really smart and he works so hard. And I mean, I just try to tell him these things that I could see how you're really trying in this situation, or I really love how you keep up with your friends and, you know, just whatever it is, you're really great husband. You Thank you for cleaning up the laundry or thank you for gassing up the car or thank you, whatever it is. Thank you for taking us to church, whatever it is that your husband does. You know, none of our husbands are going to be perfect. Don't compare your husband to anyone else's husband. Everyone is on their own journey. And the thing is, I think our husbands especially need us to believe in them. And so if your husband does something that's this good, find that and latch onto it and speak that out. Instead of talking about the things he's not doing right, Find the stuff that he is doing right because your tongue will eat good fruit then. You will reap fruit later on in your life if you start now to speak life. And yes, we can't be responsible for yesterday. We've all made mistakes, right? Just say, Lord, cover over all of my mistakes. Help me to do better. You know, the devil lives in the past and the future but God wants us to live here, meaning he will tempt you to feel condemned about your past. He will tempt you to feel fearful about your future, but God says we need to live today. And so today is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that we are going to ask God for help to speak life over our husbands. And so don't worry about what you did or didn't do before. Ask him to help you to speak life to your husband and your children and to talk to your family in a way that draws them closer. It's a huge tip. Really, really big tip. Make that a matter of prayer. Okay. So now I'm going to just give you some little tips. So uh, number one, so this is a biggie and I know it's probably controversial a little bit, but um, so I would say don't be too busy. And I know the reason I said controversial is because the world will tell you that your children need to be in a lot of activities or else they won't get scholarships for college or they they won't be, a, you know, a, they will be a better adult if they're busy in a bunch of activities. Right. Or they have to know about this. They have to know about this. They have to know about this. And that's where praying and asking God what he wants for your family. Some families, God is calling to do the soccer scene where they're gone all the time or they're, they're on a traveling soccer team. But you better know that that's a call from God because sometimes God does call families to that, but sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes people do it because of peer pressure. Sometimes people do it uh, because they just want to feel like they're a better family or something. I would say really ask God before you commit to activities outside of your home, because I have a lot of friends that are my age and their children were so busy in sports or gymnastics or dance. And they, they gave up so much family time. And guess what? None of those kids are professional sports players, gymnastic people, or dancers. And they gave up that time together. And yes, just like in Ecclesiastes, there's a time and season for every activity under heaven, right? There is a time and a season to be doing a sport. There's a time and a season to be taking piano or whatever. And we did take piano, but we found a sport that both of our children enjoyed and they did together. And so that built their their relationship together. And it was very family friendly. We didn't have to travel all the time. And it was just so easy to go there. And we didn't have to go all the time. We could have our family dinners. And so my kids both earned their second degree black belt uh, while they were growing up and it was really good for them. And so ask God about your activities and you guys, your children do not need more than one activity outside the home. I mean, 
it can be really tempting to do a thousand, but I, I really think one is good or, or ask God. Okay. Ask him what he wants you to do. So plan time as a family. So when our children were growing up, we planned time for friends. Like we would have rude Friday every Friday with pizza and their friends loved coming over and they would chew with their mouth open. They would burp at the table. They would have their elbows on the table. You know, it was really fun. They loved rude Friday. But we also did things that were brother-sister activities, that were activities that they could do together that would build their relationships. We did something when they were fussing, they were going through a season of fussing. And we did uh, this thing called the brother, what was it? The get along gang. And it was a jar that we had like a jelly jar with marbles. And when they did something good, I put a marble in the jar and I go, clink, clink, look, you guys, you get a marble in the get along gang. And then when they did something they shouldn't, I took out a marble and I said, oh, guys, this marble's going back. And they, I, the, the reward was an activity that they got to do together or we got to do as a family from the get along gang. OK, so it's a really easy way to have positive reinforcement and also a little negative reinforcement, but nothing soul crushing. Right. Marbles in for the activity if they do right. Marbles out in the activity if uh, if they're fussing and, and doing things. And Amber says on busyness and Sabbath, it is terrible that I don't want to say yes to all the requests for my children to go and do everything. Is it terrible that you don't want to say yes? No, this mama is tired. No, ma'am. You do not need to feel like you have to say yes to everything your children want to do. I do think if you were to take a weekly plan sheet and you would get four weekly plan sheets for the month. Okay. So you would take it this weekly plan sheet that I showed you earlier that is also at our website. Just type in the search bar weekly plan. Okay. You could print off four of these for the month and you could write all of your commitments in there. And then you could pray and ask God, okay, God, where can I put one of the activities that the kids want to do? Where can I put some fun brother, sister time, or where can I put some fun friend time? But you can look at it as a whole month instead of just a week, if you wanted to, because you are tired and just ask the Lord, um, ask the Lord where to put some of the things that maybe your children want to do, but that you don't feel overwhelmed. If you plan ahead, it really does save time and energy and the kids have something to look forward to. So I will definitely pray for you, sweet Amber. Okay. Next is dinners. Okay. Family dinners. I cannot say enough nice things about family dinners. Uh, we tried to have them several times a week um, and we would go around the table and say, hi, low, what's the best thing that happened to you? Uh, so we would say sometimes what's the best thing that happened to you? And then sometimes we would say, hi, low, what is the best thing and what's the worst thing? What's a low light or a highlight? And so we would have some really, really, really good morning, Anna Marie. Uh, we would have some really, really nice uh, conversations because we asked those questions. But I think that teaches your children how to be good conversationalists. Uh, one time we were hosting this uh, this college kid from uh, inner city, Michigan, and uh, we always had family dinners and he would stand up at, at, at the beginning before we it was so weird. It was like we had family dinners and he would sit down for a few of them. But he said to me, he said, Deb, I've never done this before. And guys, when your children don't know how to have dinners or talk around the table, it's going to handicap them. And so I would look at your dinner time as training ground for the children's future, you know, to know how to have conversations with people, to know how to share, 
to know how to listen, to know how to encourage. And so by having a topic like what was the best thing that happened to you or what was your, or high low, by having those topics at the table, it helps your kids to learn how to be good conversationalists. So yeah, that, uh, yeah, it was really, I, I've never met anyone who didn't grow up having dinner. So uh, then the next thing is I want to say, uh, plan special reading time together at night. You could do it one-on-one if you want to look at this as a bonding time with your one child, or you could do uh, your read to your children, all of them together. But I think reading together at night is so powerful. And uh, we read together with our children. My husband would read things to them. I would read things to them. Uh, I also laid in bed with my children and I talked to them at night, you know, kind of about their day. And I would say things like, how was your day? Or did you did you feel like the people were kind to you at, at your program today or wherever they went or with your friends? Do you feel like things are going well with your friends? And how do you, you know, and, I, and then if they got in trouble that day, I would say, so if they were still upset about it, I would say, you know what? Everybody messes up. It's okay that you um, that you had to. What, what I can't even remember what I say. It was like something like I really wanted them to know that they didn't need to go to bed with a heavy heart because they got in trouble that day. And so I would try to talk to them about it and say, you know what, mommy loves you. Everybody makes mistakes. Mommy makes mistakes. But tomorrow's a brand new day, and God loves you. And so you know there is value in good night words. There is value in your words with your children at night. And and so just trying to be as encouraging as you can and listening to them and being their best friend, ask God to help you to be your children's best friend and their safe place for talking about things so that they won't just talk to their friends. You want them to talk to you, not just their friends. You want to be the first person who, uh, who they listen to and who they turn to. And that comes with cultivating these relationships. Okay. Next is, um, let's see. Um, catch them being good. I think I already talked about that. Uh, finding a sport. Uh, okay, guys, mod or uh, monitor your screen time. That's a no brainer, right? Everybody talks about that. I'm sure. I'm sure there's things out there that will help you monitor screen time. Now I'm going to say something that's going to sound kind of strange, but so, um, when our kids were growing up, we did have video games with things that were fine for them to play video games that were fine for them to play because we wanted their friends to want to be at our house to play, right? We wanted them to want to come over to a house that was fun and we wanted our house to be fun so that our kids wouldn't want to go over to their friend's house all the time. They would want to be at our house. And so we did invest in video games. We invested in toys. We invested in a trampoline, you know, all these things because we wanted our children to be at our home. Okay, instead of other people's, but um, I had it's it's a pain having to monitor screen time. I know it is, but I will tell you one positive thing about your children learning how to monitor their screen time, and it's called self government. And I talked to my children, my husband and I talked to our children about self government because it is important that they learn how to govern themselves when they're adults. Because my son said that he had friends at college in the dorm that they were all they did was play video games because they were never allowed to play video games when they were growing up. And so I do think that there is a place for video games uh, because you can um, train them to self-government, but you have to be diligent. And it is a pain. It is it is such a pain, guys. But it's I think it's, it is a good thing to teach them self-government. So you could look at it as an object lesson. So be sure to pray about that. Um, let's see. Okay, ask God for money. 
to plan fun family vacations. So I remember planning uh, this. I I wrote in this part of my journal. It was called Mom's Travel and Dream Book. And um, I used to dream about the places that I wanted to go and to travel. And do you know what? By God's grace uh, and through saving money, uh, we did go to every one of those places. And so you could sit down with the Lord and ask God, God, are there places that you would like our family to go? And what we would do together is we would read about it Uh, read about a country, read about uh, a place, a certain museum, read about the artwork at a museum or something. And then we would go there. And do you know, my children still love museums. My son, when he was over overseas in London, um, he would always go by himself to the art museums because that's the way he was raised up. And so I think that uh, planning trips with your family and learning about a place that you go and then going there is phenomenal. And so ask God for the money. I always ask God for money and he did it for us. He helped us. And serving together, I actually think it serving together builds great family memories. And so my children remember us going over to many single moms places and cleaning up their yards together as a family. And no, they didn't always want to do it at the time, but they did learn how to serve and they did it together. And uh, we would, we also adopted this 80 year old woman from our church. She, we pick her up on Christmas morning. This was pre COVID, but um, we would pick her up on Christmas morning and she would go with us uh, to IHOP for breakfast on Christmas morning. And uh, you know, we, we, we served, we love her. And so that was one thing that we do with her, with little sweet Alice. And another idea that you could do together as a family is host a Bible study for their friends, but involve your children in doing it. We did this with our kids growing up and we did involve them in what they thought we should study, what they thought we should teach them. They would serve, they would help pick up, they would help set out the table. We taught them how to be hosts and hostesses where they would know what to say to their friends. They would know how to make them welcome. And if their new kids came, they would know how to talk to them in such a way that would make them feel welcome. So we taught our kids hospitality, but we taught it to them together. So they did that together, which was really cool. And um, also we volunteered at Vacation Bible School. And then I just have a couple more things. The This one is a huge deal. Oh, this is big. This never changes. No matter how old your children get, this next tip is huge. And it's assuming the best of your children, of your adult children, of your babies, of your toddlers, us, of your junior high, high school kids. Assuming the best is huge. If it is, isn't it painful, mamas? to feel misunderstood. Don't you feel like to me, when I feel my intentions are misunderstood, that's honestly one of the worst pains that for me that there is. And so um, really asking God to help you to assume the best of your husband and your children, assume the best intentions of them. And uh, don't let your mind always go to the negative place. Oh, they're pushing my buttons. Oh, they're doing this. You need to know something about your mind and your mind. You know, there's there's like um. so I think I might have mentioned this last week. I can't remember. But do you, have you ever seen two dogs on either side, either side of the fence? So here's a fence. Here's a dog. Here's a dog. And they run back and forth and bark at each other and they make these paths right? You can look at both of the yards and there's a path by the fence where those dogs ran, where the dog on this side ran, where the dog on this side ran. And that's the way your brain is. And your brain will do what's ever easiest. And so if you think negative thoughts about a child, if you think negative thoughts about your husband, if you think negative thoughts about yourself, you have these ruts in your brain that are really easy to get to. It's kind of like putting a hot, 
hot marble in a block of cheese, like a super hot marble, and it would melt the cheese, right? But that is the way you make these pathways in your brain. But with God's help, you can renew your mind to scripture. That's why it says in Romans 12 too, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And by renewing your mind, you do that by reading the word. And the word will say things like Ephesians 4.29, be completely humble and gentle. Honor other people above yourself. You know, um, <laughs> be patient. Love always assumes the best. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys, seriously, the word talks about how to have a good relationship with your family, but you have to read it and you want to change these neural pathways because what happens is these little ditches in your head, if they're negative, it's an your body will use the less energy possible in your mind. And so if you've always thought negative thoughts about your husband, that's where your mind's going to go. If you've always thought this child is pushing your buttons, that's where your mind's going to go. If you've thought my husband is trying, he's doing better. I see him. He's working hard. I love him. That's where your mind is going to start making this new little rut. And you think about a child. That child is trying. This child is he just this child needs more love. This child needs more hugs. There's a new rut forming in your brain. But I'm telling you guys, we have to give our mind to God and we have to read the word to, to tell us how to act with our family because we can't behave like the world. Like I talked about this last time, watching television shows with people that fighting all the time with each other, arguing with each other, negative with each other. That is a bad role model. And those are bad things to have going into your mind. You need to be careful what media you are consuming and you need to stop comparing your family to anybody else's. And you say, God, I love my family. Show me the thoughts to think about my children and my husband. Help me to assume the best. Okay, that's super duper important. And Allegra says, being thought of poorly as I was ready to fly from the nest was one of the deepest hurts my parents gave me. It's true. I talked to a lot of adults and uh, that uh, when people, uh, their parents did not assume the best of them, it hurt. And then she said, they raised us up well. And I wondered why they weren't trusting God and the work they'd done with him while I was growing up. Trust God with his children. He's loaned you. Amen, Allegra. That is so powerful. There's a testimony right there, you guys. I'm telling you, assume the best of your children. Assume the best of your husband. Make new neural pathways by reading the Bible and committing to obey to the word. If God tells you to, uh, it is to a man's glory to overlook an offense, stop getting offended. If, the, if, if God tells you as you're reading the Bible or something, he says, I'm going to handle this. I'm going to take care of it. Stop fighting. Do it. Obey God. Right. Let God fight your battles for you. Let God fight your battles. OK, so that is all I have for you today. So I'm going to pray for you. Be sure to subscribe to our website at helpcloudformoms.com. Subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Sign up to get our live notifications. That way you won't miss anything. OK, I'm just so sad because I I hear from people all the time. They, I didn't see this. I didn't see this, the videos and the content that we do. So you have to sign up to see them. And Amber says, thank you for talking about neuropathways. This is my greatest struggle to assume the best and not default to the negative. Right. But yes, Amber, amen. But God is going to change you. And I do feel like that's a word for you today, Amber. You know what, Amber? I love this about you and, and all of you sweet moms. The Bible says through pride, disgrace comes but with humility comes wisdom and you are humble 
And because you are humble, you are teachable. And when you are teachable, your life will change. But if you are prideful and you never admit your that you're you could do better as a mom, right? If you always think it's my way or the highway, you're being prideful and God cannot, he can't get through that pride. It's hard. And so a lot of times uh, it brings disgrace, but humility brings wisdom. And so I'm very proud of you guys. So let's pray real quick. And if you have a prayer request, please leave your prayer request here, but we're going to pray. And then when we're done, please share the video, please share the podcast. Okay. I'm going to start praying. Lord, thank you so much for everyone watching the video, listening on the podcast, uh, watching the recording. Lord, we know that you are outside of time. And I pray for every single woman listening or watching the video or the recording, no matter when she watches it, Lord, I know that you answer our prayers. And so, Lord, I pray for her that she would have a close family. I pray that you would teach her how to have a close family, that you would give her a tongue that speaks life, that you would help her to make new neural pathways in her mind that go along with the word of God. God, that you would help her to be strong in you and in your mighty power, that she would see the good things in her family and not the bad. She would call out those things that are not as though they yet were. If there's things that she she wished would happen in her family, She would call out those things. Thank you, God, that our family is so close. Thank you, God, that we love each other. Thank you, God, that my kids are best friends. Lord, that she would start speaking out truth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lord, bless every marriage represented here. Bless Amber as she is tired. Help her, Lord, to find time to do some of the things and to have wisdom to know what she should be doing that her children want to do. Give every mom that is watching strategic wisdom into her family and to know exactly what they should be doing. And I have another prayer request. Um, Let me go back up here. I have another prayer request up here. Um, okay. So I had a prayer request. Hold one second. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit to lean into the Holy Spirit. Okay. So for Stacy, Lord, I pray for Stacy that she would lean into the Holy Spirit, that she would have power to be patient with her family and her husband, that she would see the good that he is doing and see the good that her family is doing and that she would see that her family is great. And Lord, that you would bring about the changes that you want to make in her family and that she would obey you in Jesus' name. Okay, anybody else have a prayer request? Okay, prayers for my family and marriage. Okay, Lord, I pray for Anna Marie. Thank you for her beautiful heart and everyone here that is praying for for a closer family and a better marriage. I pray that you would answer those prayers. And I pray, God, that you would be that breakthrough, God, that you would break through, God, and break through the issues that these families are having. Breakthrough, bring wisdom, bring miraculous power into their families. God, do what only you can do and bring breakthrough into each of our families, God, that our children will be so close to each other, that our marriages would be so amazing. God, that you would make us the wise women who build our houses. God, that we would cultivate those strong relationships within our home in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, and Allegra says, prayer for insight into my son's heart as he struggles with attitude and anger. Yes, Lord, I pray over Allegra and any other children here who are struggling with anger. And I pray, God, that you would help them to have soft hearts towards their parents and that you would give Allegra and every person here that needs to see into their child's heart the wisdom and the and the ability to see what's really going on. And Lord, when you show her something that she will do what you tell her to do. 
if she needs to humble herself, whatever it is that she needs to do, God, that you would show her what to do. If she needs to be more patient, more kind, or just to make more time for that child or to do something special for that child, or if that child needs discipline, Lord, whatever it is, Lord, we pray that you would bring that about in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Thank you guys for watching. I love you. And I'll see you next Monday. Bye. Read your Bible studies. Okay. Bye.